It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right. Um, I should have actually uh, had uh, had given you guys some homework. So I'm going to give some homework to you. Okay. Um, if you want, if you have a computer, and you want an interesting video to look at, Google Gregory Bombard, B O M B A R D, Vermont traffic stop. Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, Bombard, B-O-M-B-A-R-D, and then Vermont Traffic Stop. You will come to the video. It's 10 minutes long, and it shows the interaction between the Vermont State Trooper and Gregory Bombard. And you make up your own mind. I think from a legal point of view, um, Councilor Diaz is on solid ground uh, from a First Amendment point of view. No question. No question in my mind on that. Um, but I do think it talks about where we are going as a society uh, in that someone, this guy Bombard, looks like a very normal guy. doesn't look like somebody who's going to be looking for a fight. But, you know, he did a couple of things here, um, particularly after the traffic stop. So what I should have done was given you the home, home assignment of watching it. Um, I'm going to ask you to watch it, and maybe tomorrow night I will open up the conversation again. And I want to know if you think the state trooper in Vermont, Trooper Riggin, R-I-G-G-E-N, J. Riggin, conducted himself professionally or not. Um, I just think that it would be an interesting exercise. Uh, But that's neither here nor there, at least for tonight, so we will wrap that one up for tonight. And um, I thank the callers who called in. Now, we will get back to the um, to the first hour, which we didn't do. We're going to get back to that, I promise. But for two nights, I have promised this. Oversized seats for airline passengers. This next, what, two weeks between Christmas and New Year's, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and New Year's, um, a lot of people are going to be traveling. And a lot of people are going to be flying across country, up and down the, the coast, east coast, the west coast, going to be on airplanes. And tempers will be tested. And hopefully there will be, you know, everyone will get safely to their to their place where they want to get for the holiday and, pl- and safely get home. Mm-hmm. And um, what what has come up in the last few days, and I guess this was, this came up on social media, um, Southwest Airlines actually has a policy that's been around for a long time. I was unaware of it. I wonder if any of you were aware of it. I've flown Southwest Airlines. I I fly the airline that's available. I'm not somebody who is who's particularly loyal to one or the other, but I've flown Southwest. And they have a policy for about 30 years to accommodate plus si- plus size passengers, it means big people, okay? Um they have 
oversized seats um, available uh, for airline passengers. And what they mean by oversized seats is if you are a plus-sized passenger, <clears throat> you can buy, uh, let's say, two seats. So you can um, basically have seats, I don't know how they are, you know, A and C or whatever. A, a lot of the uh, the airlines, it seems to me, they have, you know, seats B, D, uh, and F on one side of the plane and um, A, C, and E on the other side. But if you are somebody who is burly, big-boned, whatever you want to describe, uh, and, and what they say is that that if you uh, cannot sit comfortably with the uh, the seat dividers down, that that is sort of the test, okay? And the way they work it, which is interesting, and I did not realize this, is that if you know that that you need two seats and you know that you cannot fit comfortably in a seat with the armrest on each side. And I've been on planes where you're sitting completely within your seat and the person on each side of you is hanging over their armrest. I've been in that situation. What Southwest does is they now are receiving praise for their plus size policies. So what they're saying is if you know that you're a plus size traveler, okay, however you describe that, or you cannot fit comfortably in one of these seemingly smaller and smaller seats, what you could do is you can book two seats next to each other, and you can take up both seats. Now you might say, well, is that fair? Why don't I pay for two seats? Well, you pay for two seats under the Southwest policy, but then after the flight is over, um, they you get a refund for the for the additional seat. Well, that's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal when you think about it. And to some extent, you might argue that that's good for everybody because if there is a plus-sized person, you don't want that plus-sized person in a middle seat because not only will they be uncomfortable in the seat which into which they cannot fit, but they will obviously be impinging on the armrest and maybe even into the to the uh, <laughs> to the to people sitting next to them, so they can buy two seats. They can be comfortable. Uh, the the one person who might be in the same row will not be impacted by them, uh, and they do take up two seats, but they're they're reimbursed. Now, apparently, other airlines have done this. I'm a, un, unaware of this. I've never flown on Alaska Airlines, but according to this. Um, article that I have um, out of the Boston Herald from today. Alaska Airlines has a similar policy with regards to refunds. However, one caveat is that the flight must have departed with an open seat available. So if you let us say book uh, on an Alaska flight and you book two seats and there are people who can't get on the plane or people who are trying to buy tickets at the last minute and are told the plane is full, you pay for both seats. So Southwest Airlines actually is better from the point of view of the plus-size person than even Alaska Airlines, which still is somewhat courteous. So I'd love to just throw it open here and um, find out what have you done 
on airlines when you find yourself sitting next to I mean there's a lot of people who you find yourself next to on airlines who are not plus size but who are just rude you know the person who talks on the on the cell phone while you're sitting there waiting to take off or as soon as you land they they jump up and they're pulling their luggage down from up top I mean there's a lot of people you've, you've heard some of the horror stories but I'd love to know if you're a plus size person um, how has this worked for you uh, are you aware of these policies I guess Southwest didn't make a big deal out of these policies but they're now being received apparently it got into social media into the um, whatever TikTok or whatever and people all of a sudden said hey isn't that great Southwest has the best policy of all the airlines according to um, the stories that I've read but the other airlines now maybe will have to come up with that I mean they're making seats smaller and smaller and smaller and God knows the average American is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I think if you compare our size frames to the frames of our parents' generation and the generation before that. Um, so I just want to open up the lines here and let's talk about airline travel, where you're going, what do you expect to do, how um, how tough do you think it's going to be um, heading to wherever you're heading in the next, uh, I'm not flying in the next week and a half, so I'm going to be happy to watch all of the commotion at the airports and realize that I am not part of it. 617-254-1030, 888-929-1030, Do you think that Southwest is being too generous with um, oversized people? I I think, look, if, if that's their policy, that's fine. But join this conversation. We'll, um, we'll lighten it up just a little bit, then we'll get back to another couple of topics uh, later on this evening. Feel free to join the conversation. If you've had a good experience, a bad experience, you want to give an airline a plug, that's okay too. If you want to give, a, if you want to give an airline a little bit of a, uh, a, a pin, that's alright. Love to hear from you. We're coming right back on Nightside. 617-254-1030 and 617-931-1030. Those are the two numbers that are the best. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right, so let's see what people have to say. 617 254 1030, 888 929 1030 gets you to the same place, or 617 931 1030. By the way, the 11th annual Nightside Charity Combine is this Friday night, last two hours of my broadcast year. We will. Um, Introduce you to, I don't know, 18 to 20 charities, uh, of uh, some of which you've heard of, some of which you haven't heard of, all of which might deserve your support. Uh, we're, um, we're finalizing the list, and as Santa Claus would say, checking it twice. Everybody on the list is actually nice. There's no naughty people on this charity list, that's for sure, from 10 to midnight on Friday night. Um, uh, looking forward to that. And um, let's go to Zaglul. Uh, who's calling in from Cambridge. Zaglu, welcome to Nightside. How are you? Yeah, thank you, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I missed my old, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Larry Gleck. I used to call oh, yeah. when I called it. And you, were, I you, so it. you were a Glicknik back in the day? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and actually, if I don't call him, he would call me. 
Larry was a great guy. Every single time I listen to everybody, when I hear you know somebody mention Larry Click, I said it's my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he was a good friend of mine and a great guy. I was not in radio while he was working here. I was working over on the TV side, but I would literally yeah. see him every night. He'd be doing his show, and I'd be leaving after the eleven o'clock newscast. Salul, have you ever right. called Nightside before? Is this your first time calling my show? Uh, first time calling your show. I did not call anybody. Got to give you a round of applause then. Well, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so what do, you, what do you think about this airline story? What What do you think? Uh, airline, I have heard airline story, which is basically... Back in June, uh, June of uh, 2022, uh -huh. I took a business class from Boston to Cairo, Egypt, on uh -huh. a British Airways. Yeah. On a British, uh, on a British Airways, and I request since I just recently, before that, I have triple bypass, and I have diabetes, and require to basically to have a large space. That's why we reserve the business class. Yep. Uh, and then basically when we get to London, uh, we have a serious issue in London. We spend at the airport for the airline transport us from one terminal to another. Since we required wheelchair, it took most an hour to just move from one terminal to another. Yeah. And then the crew coming down and said, you still here? And I said, yeah, they apologize to me. And anyway, uh, end up taking the flight between Cairo, between London and Cairo, Egypt. Yeah. British Airways, they charge the customer uh, business class, but they put them in economy class. Whoa, uh, how can the they reason, do that? Whoa, how can they do that to you? Well, they, they did it, and actually when I sit and I find the seat, and then I sit on the seat which has the number, and I try to raise my hand to tell the flight attendant uh, when everybody coming in, uh, what is the business class? The guys yelling to me, and he said, sit down, and I'll throw you out of the airplane. Oh, oh no. I take it and just basically shut up and continue on to Cairo, Egypt. When I get to Cairo, Egypt, uh, British Airways, soon I arrive, said, we apologize, we left one of your luggage in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, and then we'll arrive tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, it takes... 16 days, uh, the carrier for them to deliver the luggage is a child under the age of 16. Oh. Uh, uh, basically, oh. I try to call every single day. It's a cell phone. Whoever answers the phone, it will cancel the call on me and would not accept the call. Hmm. And then basically, uh, 16 days later, I find somebody called me and said, Uncle, I have your bag. Uncle, you have my bag. Uncle. Who are you? And he said, I'm from the British Airways delivering your bag with other six passengers. Would you come in to pick it up? And I said, yeah, where are you around? He said, well, I'm the bus station in Cairo. The distance between me and Cairo is 350 kilometers. Oh. And this kid's bringing the luggage I'm in the countryside and sitting on my portion. Then basically the kids, I have to give him instruction from one area to another. My bag is coming with the child uh, because the temperature was like 100 degrees. And the kids are coming in, uh, dragging my bag in the dirt road. 
And bag, when I looked through the bag, and I said, that is not the bag I have it in. <laughs> uh, this bag is, is 50 pounds. And I weight, I have one of the hand scale uh, weight is 19 pounds. You could imagine between 50 pounds and then you only receive 16 pounds. And then when I look, I sign to the kids and I tell them, just sit down. And I said, no, I would be okay. And I said, when I speak to your boss, and I said, yeah, uh, I would have him call you. And I tried, figured his boss will be on the phone number. And that's the kids answer me again. It is basically answer as the British Airways company. And then I wait and find, I stay there for uh, my own insulin. My own heart medication is oh, not in the, ba in the bag. What a nightmare. How, how did you get yeah. How did you get home? How did you get back here? Uh, I get back home. That's the nightmare which we're going to, I'm going to tell you. I end up at the Massachusetts General Hospital with heart failure. Oh my uh, because when I on my way back to uh, Boston, British Airways also I'm reserving business class between Cairo and London, and London to Boston. There is no business class. Immediately when I arrive at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm requesting an order, entire trip, wheelchair, and then when I get to the uh, terminals, they tell me, you're going to be uh, extra luggage. And I said, I don't have extra baggage. All my luggage is basically, I put them inside each other. I only carry oh. one bag, uh, the carry-on bag, which I uh, have inside my CPAP machine. Oh. And they said, no, Sh you Sh have Lou, to pay. I, I, look, this, I am so sorry that you went through this. Um, I've got to assume you've never, you will never fly British Airways again. I, I will never, I would only, if I have an enemy and I wanted them to be, <laughs> have a life, which I, I hope not. Yeah. It's basically, I'm working on a video, which is basically, I'm going to post it on YouTube and every media. I'm a member of the media. And it's basically, British Airways is hazard to, to your health. <laughs> and that's, oh. <laughs> so, Lou, I'm coming up on my news and... Um, I, I this has to be the worst travel story that I've ever heard. I mean, your life was in danger here. This was, this was. It's very... not dangerous when you look into Mass General Hospital emergency room because I get out of the airplane when I come into Boston. Yeah. Uh, and and then basically, uh, ten doctor, cardiac doctor, and talking about the life threatening, and we have to. They put me to the absorption unit. I. Sit in the Mass General Hospital for seven days, uh, and then been you uh, know basically heart serious heart failure. Okay, so let I me ask you this: I got to before I let you go here. How are you doing right now? Are you are you okay? Well, I, I just as a result of that, I'm not doing good because I just spent the last week or ten days at the Mass General Hospital due to the same oh. issue. Oh God! Well, look, and that's basically um, I've been since September. I would be happy to wait for you until you finish the news and uh, go on. Well, no, you know Good what, Jazul, I gotta, I, I gotta go for the news, um, and I gotta, I gotta let you go. But first of all, um, I guarantee you, a lot of my listeners will be saying a prayer for you tonight. And um, well, I have uh, my advice to everybody: do not fly British Airways. Yeah, if you want I, to lose I, your I, life, 
I read you loud, loudly and clearly, Jalul. Uh, so please, uh, uh, thank, thank you, you for calling, first-time caller. This was a horrible story. I'm happy you're alive, and I hope that I would, you, uh, I would be happy to do one night, uh, you know, coming on your show, and basically, uh, because it's a, it's a public... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Problem is a public security issue to have the British Airways <laughs> operating, uh, you know, basically for that. And they respond right. to me. They said, we're sorry, we're not an uh, ambulance airline. We're not a hospital. Okay. All right. Zaglou, um, thank you for calling, and please be well. Enjoy the um, the next couple of weeks. Rest up, and we'll talk to you in the new year, okay? Thank you. I appreciate thank it. You, thank, you. thank you. Uh, it's a very good program. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Wow. Talk about a travel nightmare. Um, I, I want to bring us back, and that is, <laughs> uh, if you want to tell me about a travel nightmare, that's fine. I'd love to know. What you think about the policy? Um, I think the 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 Southwest policy makes sense because one, it accommodates the plus size passenger, but it also I think gives a break to the other passengers um, on the on the plane who are not uh, over bigger bigger passengers. Um, and I just wish they'd make the seats bigger. We got to take a break, okay? I, I am. Exhausted listening to the story of poor Jalul. Uh, that was a uh, an amazing story. Um, feel free to join the conversation. 617-254-1030, and 617-931-1030. Um, we'll be back right after the news here on Nightside. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. Well, I don't think people are particularly interested in chatting about um, oversized uh, travel on airplanes. And guess what? That's um, that is your decision as a uh, as a nightside listener. So um, I'll give you one final shot at this. Uh, if you'd like to talk about this policy that Southwest has, and I was unaware of it, maybe you were aware of it. I was not. Um, that if you are a plus sized person, you can call ahead. And you can reserve two seats, two seats, and you only end up paying for one. You have to purchase the tickets for the two seats, but those two seats are yours. And after the flight, you're refunded the purchase price for one seat. I mean, it sounds to me like a great uh, opportunity for people who are plus-sized, but it also... I think is great for those of us who are not plus sized because uh, we don't have to find ourselves in a situation where where we be, where we're getting um, uh, cramped or pushed by anyone. So uh, I think that I think it's interesting, and I and I think that that's one airline that actually is dealing with an issue that all of us at one point or another have dealt with. In our, if you've traveled at all. At some point, you have sat next to someone 
who through no fault of their own is a little bit bigger than the seat accommodates, and they're kind of you know, impacting you. You don't want to be at an at a window seat in that situation, but I've seen situations like that. Um, people, there's nothing people can do about what their physical size is. They they don't decide that. Um, that um, they just you know they they're they're plus sized. Okay, there are some people who are who are very um, thin, and there are some people who are a little bit bigger. So it looks as if nobody wants to talk about that. So we're gonna. Uh, go back to a different topic, which I had thought about this uh, earlier tonight. One that um, that is a follow from the Harvard story. And going to switch topics here. So if you're dialing now on plus size seats, don't <laughs> don't take don't take the call, Rob. Um, a very prestigious law firm called Edelson PC has decided it will no longer participate in on-campus recruiting at Harvard Law School, and this is in protest to the university president's comments at that con- congressional testimony a couple of weeks ago, today as a matter of fact. This was announced by the CEO of the firm, an attorney named Jay Edelson. Edelson is a top plaintiff law firm. Plaintiff law firms are people, uh, uh, law firms that sue for damages. You've seen the one on TV, the Morgan & Morgan, which is ubiquitous. But the question is, <laughs> A private law firm has absolutely every right to uh, seek potential employees wherever they want, and also not to seek potential employees. Um, This article um, that is out of the Harvard Crimson says, a top plaintiff law firm that primarily recruits employees and summer associates from Harvard, Stanford, and Yale Law Schools has withdrawn all, has withdrawn from all Harvard Law Schools on-campus interviews including Harvard Law School's 2024 Spring Interview Program. Now, I think all of us know the remarks, the testimony that was given by Claudine Gay uh, in front of that Republican uh, committee in Washington a couple of weeks ago, and that, uh, that those remarks, I should say, um, caused a, a big uproar, and it, it cost the one president, the president of Penn, University of Pennsylvania, her job. Uh, both the MIT president and the Harvard president have survived. My question is, the law firm, Edelson PC, which is, a, um, as I understand it, a big national firm, uh, and the, um, the, the person who apparently is the principal in that firm, uh, a, an attorney, Edelson, uh, told... Harvard Law School, that his firm would stop recruiting on campus in a December 14th letter to the law school's director of recruitment and operations. We, along with the rest of the nation, observed Dr. Claudine Gay's testimony before Congress, he wrote, wherein she refused to unequivocally state that advocating for genocide would breach the school's code of conduct. In light of these events, we've made the difficult decision to discontinue our participation in on-campus interviews. The message follows another letter uh, Edelson PC and 11 other leading plaintiffs and civil rights firms sent to all U.S. law schools where they urge the school deans to protect students from anti-Semitism on campus and hold perpetrators of hate speech legally accountable. I think most of us would agree with that. Here's my question for you. Is it fair well, and of course the law firm could do what what it wants. There's no question about that. But is it fair to the 
Harvard Law School students who perhaps did not participate in any demonstration, as a matter of fact, might be empathetic to the to the Israelis who were who were massacred by Hamas on October seventh. Is it fair to them for them to lose an employment opportunity at a big uh, big plaintiff law firm? That's my question. Um, I don't know how many of you out there are lawyers tonight, uh, but when you graduate from law school, it's an important time in your life because at that point, the school days are pretty much over. Uh, you've got your graduate degree. You've got to pass the bar if you want to practice in a certain state. Uh, but many people at that point are saying to themselves, okay, law practice is for me. Um, I'm going to uh, get on the fast track at a big law firm and work really hard and hopefully become a partner in 10 years and then kind of relax a little bit more, or others are going to go hang their shingle out uh, on their own. But certainly, uh, if you have the opportunity to go to work for a major law firm, it is a great way to start a legal career. So uh, I'd love to hear from you on this one. There's no question that I think the law firms have the right to hold back um, and decide not to recruit at a particular law school. That's their choice. But the better question is, is it fair, in my opinion, the better question is, is it fair to the students at that law school who have worked as hard as they have uh, to have that um, opportunity taken away from them, irrespective of whether they participated in any demonstrations? They might have participated in a pro-Israeli demonstration. So 617-254-1030, those are the two lines. Uh, This is a fallout, obviously. Uh, there's collateral damage here. And the collateral damage are the students at the law school, at Harvard Law School, who might never, um, their their career path might change as a result of the actions of others. Uh, I think it's an interesting question. I hope you do as well. I'd invite you to join the conversation back right after this on Nightside. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Let's go to the phones. Jeff in Waltham. Jeff, welcome back. Next on Nightside. Okay, Dan, this is something of a sticky issue here uh, because the applicants to the law firms are drawing upon the stature of the university, which uh, certainly seems to me to be uh, very highly uh, degraded by uh president gay's remarks okay or absence of them okay but this is what i would say uh if i were in the firm okay seeking uh qualified uh applicants i would say that we will consider your application provided you repudiate uh what was said by the harvard university president and that way, if they themselves take issue with her sentiments, um, then uh, they should uh, be certainly considered. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting as, compromise. As yeah, that's, that's an I interesting think that there's a reasonable way to deal with it because the fact is, uh, I'm sure a whole lot of Harvard students, uh, law school students and others, uh, highly disagree. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With uh, what uh, President Gay put forth. Uh, so uh, I think uh, uh, provided that they uh, repudiate uh, those sentiments, uh, they they ought to be considered, um, uh, but only on that basis. So what about if someone says on principle, um, I, I want to apply, um, and, and, and I hope that you'll recruit me, but I don't think it's a proper question um, for, for me to, for you to put me in, um, and I want you to evaluate me upon my legal talent and my class standing and all of, you know, my, my, my entire record. Well, I would say that in our considerations, we will disregard your Harvardness uh, as a criterion for acceptance into the firm because Harvard does not stand for, uh, in essence, it does not stand for uh, the value system uh, that was put forth by President Gay. Okay. And insofar as it doesn't, unless you repudiate those remarks and express views more in line with Harvard's true values, uh, we will not consider your application. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, that's, how, that's how I would handle it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Jeff. Appreciate appreciate your, uh, your comments on it. Very interesting. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Have a great night. 617-254-1030, 888-929-1030. For those of you out of state, I don't know if, if <laughs> this day and age, I don't even know if the, the 888 number is of much value anymore, but there is a value in the 617-254-1030, and there is a value in the 617-931-1030. Warren is down in Fall River. Warren, what do you think about this? I, I Clearly, the, uh, the, the private law firms have a right to do this, but is it fair to the students to basically penalize um, all of the students for the actions of some, and, and particularly some maybe who are all at the undergraduate level? Um, well, the um, students are in a bad situation. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, um, what Claudine Gay said was, you know, totally, you know, unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, and so Claudine Gay put all, you know, all the students, you know, in this bind. You know, but the students can always transfer to another school, which I think would be a better, you know, situation for them. Um, we're you know, talking about, just but kind Warren, of, we're kind of sick at the heart. Yeah, Warren, we're talking, we're, we're talking about law school at this point. If, no, if you've I been accepted. No, no, but I'm saying, first of all, if you're graduating from Harvard Law School this spring, you're not about to transfer in the, in your th in your third year of, of Harvard Law School. I mean, uh, I would do it in protest. I, I, would, you, I, I mean, if I, if I was getting, you know, good grades and I was going to be a lawyer anyways, you know, and I disagreed with Claudine Gay, um, yeah, I would transfer out to another school and, you know, get my get my graduate there. I'm sure... That if if you were a student in good standing at Harvard Law School, yeah. especially if you were a first or second year student, you could transfer out to virtually any law school in the country. Yeah. 
Um, even Boston University, where I graduated from, oh, yeah. uh, which mean, is a good law school, yeah. but it's not Harvard Law School. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying, Dan, is that, you know, this is going to stick with Harvard for a long time. This is not going to be a one-year, two-year, you know, this is going to be 10 years down the road, you know, what Claudine Gay said. So I'm, I'm saying, like, if that? you're a freshman and you're going into law school, you know, Maybe you know if you if your prospects are not that good because of what she said, you know you might want to you know yeah. go to you know Boston University Law School. Yeah, well, nothing wrong with BU Law School or BC Law School or Suffolk or yeah. you know, the New England School of Law or the Massachusetts School of Law. At the same time, I just think it's a, it's a tough burden to put on the students. Uh, oh, it is. Who, it is. You know, it's it's I mean, really yeah, un- I mean, unfair to them. Let me it's ask you this: like Do you do you think ten years from now Claudine Gay will st- still be the president of Harvard? No, I I would hope that enough students would, you know, in protest, transfer out, and then all of a sudden Harvard loses that money. They don't have that money coming into them. Well, the they real money that, that Harvard money. Is go- the real money that Harvard might lose, as I'm sure you know, is not the tuition of the students, and Harvard gives out a lot of, uh, you know, student yeah. aid, but the real money. Is the alumni money? I mean, the people like Bill oh, yeah. Ackman and others, absolutely, who ma- who make major major contributions every year. Oh, absolutely! Take- but I'm just saying, as a protest, like you know, like you have this, you had these protests where um, people were like saying, "Okay, mail a one dollar check to you know for to this department in protest." I mean, and then like if all all these donors are doing one dollar checks. You know, um, they, there's a message being, yeah. being well, and I think, and there. I think that's that's the most effective message, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's that's that because but, I got to tell you, like any university, yeah. and, and again, Harvard has an endowment. I think it's forty billion dollars. I mean, they you, oh, they'll have to yeah. lose a lot of money to get in trouble. They have a lot of money. Oh, they for free for the next for the next twenty five years. Yeah, or oh, they and could they, they could not, live off the endowment for a long time. For a long yeah, they time. wouldn't have to worry about you know, you know anything. I mean, you know, but yeah, right. you know, that's how rich they are. But um, Lauren, as, I, as I always, to I, you a Merry I, Christmas. Uh, Ace, Merry Christmas to you as well. And um, we'll um, if we don't talk later this yeah. week, we'll talk early in the new year. My last night okay, uh, this definitely. year is on Friday night, and I hope you'll be listening okay. to the Nightside Charity Combine. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate it very much. Okay. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Lisa is in Ohio. Lisa, welcome to Nightside. How are you? Hi. Um, yes. Can you hear me okay? I do have my um, speaker on. Um, well, I'll tell you, it would be better. I don't want you to disconnect. I can hear you pretty well, but it's always better to have your speaker off. Um, do okay. you have a – are you working on a cell off. phone or a regular phone? Um, I just wanted to say um, now I'm just a, an average person. Uh, I did go to an expensive undergraduate school and at times uh, worked at the law library for a very brief term. Mm-hmm. Where'd you, could uh, I ask you where you go? You don't have to tell me, but I'd always interested in where people go to college. I'll tell you, um, I want to say off camera, but off the phone. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't have to um, say, no problem, no problem. I, I was wondering if, if you were in Ohio, if you went to Oberlin, which I know is a very expensive school, but yes, you go right I ahead. I only... visited Oberlin. I was doing just self-led, self-directed forensic research. 
Um, yeah, no problem. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to throw you off track. So tell me what you thought. Oh, no, I apologize. No, no problem. Yeah. Um, when I think of the Ivies, you know, it used to mean unbiased, unbridled, creme de la creme. If you had a cancer specialist from the Ivies, you knew you were getting the top care yep. this country could give. Right. If you had a Harvard-trained lawyer, yes, you were paying through every orifice, but, you know, <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I just feel that the current president is running her cabinet a bit like the court of Louis XIV, St. Versailles. It must be wonderful to wake up every day and, and just have everything you say or do mirrored back to you as yeah. Well, I think that I think that happens in a lot of institutions where the president is influential and powerful and no what do they say never wound the king or never wound the queen. <laughs> Meaning you know you you want to stay on the good side of the king and on the good side of the queen and um I'm sure that uh, I'm sure there's second regrets here. I, I, my friend Harvey Silverglade does not think that she will be back in the fall, that at some point this spring she will announce that she's decided to go back and do Here's some hoping. researching yes, and all, it, all of that. Yeah. Yes, and, this whole miasma has proved the limits of identity politics. Yeah. Um, I think. What I observed from the law school candidates, uh, now this was in the early 80s, um, I don't know if it's still true, may still be. The legal profession, just as a profession, is usually conservative. Um, I saw young women who had maybe uncles or family connections who regularly met with them and let them, you know, guided them sure. how yeah. to deal with this law school. I mean, I was in the library, and you couldn't just be a page in the library. You couldn't oh, just here. run the front desk. It yeah. was that kind of stressful job. Okay. So well, look, I um, first... unfortunately, Lisa, I'm up against my break here, so I got a I got a break for the news. But have I heard from you before? Is this your first time calling? Um, you might have heard from me a long time ago. Well, do me a favor. Come back. Come back more sooner. I, I I think you'd be an interesting person to to chat with, and I really would appreciate if if you get back to us on a more regular basis. Okay. Certainly, and the students who have those personal connections in town, they may not have the problem that other students who don't. Gotcha. No, that's the, that's kind of the way the, the world is in, uh, in a lot of different places. Lisa, I got to run. Here comes the news. I got to get out of the way. It's like a train. Coming Merry down Christmas. The track. Merry Christmas, Lisa. Right back at you. Thanks much. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Here comes the eleven o'clock news on that side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.